Welcome to Darnley's Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Episode number six Cybersecurity and the UFO Phenomenon. Thank you again for listening to the latest podcast of Darnley Cyber Cafe. Now, you may think I'm off my rocker, and you're probably listening to this podcast because of the title. Now, rest assured, it is what it what I say it is, and we'll be talking about it for sure. So this isn't bait and switch or clickbait or whatever you're going to call this. But today, I want to talk about cybersecurity and the UFO phenomenon. Now, this this is a really interesting topic. It's kind of like a fringe discussion to have. But let me explain. Throughout our recent history, if you want to call it history in the last, say, 10, 20 or so years, with the expansion of computing technologies the adoption from from essentially typewriters to computers as we know it today, uh, government organizations all around the world have found easier, more effective ways at doing their business, at maintaining documents and employees, etc. But when it comes to the UFO phenomenon, this is something that either you're really interested in or something you hear in passing, whatever your personal opinion is on unidentified flying objects is irrelevant. What I'm here to talk about is the controversies, the hackings, the breaches that led us up to this podcast. Do you believe in little green aliens or sorry, little gray aliens to be more specific? We'll start off this podcast by talking about a little-known hacker named Gary McKinnon. Gary, if you were watching the news or this even came up in your country back in 2002, uh, Gary hacked into military and NASA servers back in 2002, uncovering evidence of UFO activity, free energy suppression, and various other technological advancements hidden from public view. Now, one can say this man was office rocker, but the compelling evidence that kind of ensued, even though it wasn't, nothing really was recorded by him, what really was interesting to me, especially was the response of the U S government's, um, desire or tenacity to try to extradite Gary into the United States to, so that he can get prosecuted. Fortunately for him, the, the uh, current prime minister at the time, uh, she stopped this from happening. So he was able to stay in the United Kingdom forever and not have to be extradited to the United States to face the charges. 
But this, this is a really key point here because a lot of these top secret classified, and not, let's not even talk about UFOs for a second. Let's talk about WikiLeaks and stuff like that. And I'll get into more about WikiLeaks in, in a few moments. But the essential services that, I guess you can call it services, that come from these hackers who do something deliberately or I'll quote this accidentally hacking into government servers, corporate servers to obtain information that could essentially help human beings today and far into the future. Now we all know deep down inside, if you want to admit it or not, that the government keeps secrets from us, no matter where you're in the world. And this is not just a target against the United States, all governments, all over the world keep secrets from their people. And with the the increase of technological advancements with people having mobile devices, um, pilots now taking capturing unknown craft in the skies, uh, people able to share this information on MUFON, for example, the mutual UFO uh, website. There's a lot of different ways where this sort of information, this data, can be processed and uploaded to the information superhighway. So we're talking about Gary's incident. Well, what did he really find? Well, his hack was between in, in the Pentagon computers and NASA computers was between uh, February 2001 and March 2002. Now, if any of you were any of you listening to this podcast were a security expert at the time, you will know that you were very wealthy and um, your services may or may not have been in great demand. In those days, cybersecurity was kind of at its, I don't even, infancy is, is a right, like maybe early conception, uh, but it wasn't really something that a lot of people cared about back in those days. Um, Gary even said a lot of top level military uh, advisors, etc., had no password. They didn't bother to have a password. So this is why this sort of amateur uh, hacker was able to go into special government secrets and, and, and inside the NASA servers as well, because the people who had or lack thereof passwords, uh, he was able to get in. So let's make this a, a security point. Number one, always have a complex password on your accounts. If you don't know this by now, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. So the, Gary essentially found information and data and revealed it to the public. I won't go into specifics here, but some things are, um, a potential uh, secret space fleet that he uncovered. If it was real or not, or was gamed, we don't know. Um, there was an existence of free energy. So apparently if, if you follow the UFO phenomenon, you'll realize the, the Roswell crash uh, back in the late forties um, is where the U S government sort of obtained um, alien technology and, and, and the ensuing years they reverse engineer the technology in in ways where we may not be able to comprehend. They're keeping all the the tasty bits to themselves and they're kind of giving us the sort of the bones afterwards. So do we really know the extent of these findings? I don't know. 
I'm not going to get into it. But anyways, uh, apparently Gary also found a list of uh, ex- extraterrestrial officers. So it basically means any uh, military officers who are not on planet Earth, essentially. And he found a few um, designations, um, ship designations. And he said he checked the U.S. Navy's records and these ships didn't exist. And he made note of the extra S on these ships. So the USSS LeMay and the USSS Hillenkotter. Uh, um, so I'm pronouncing that right or wrong? I'm not sure. Seem German, but I can be wrong. So he found evidence um, and the U.S. really tried hard to extradite him. So this, again, brings back to an interesting interesting point about is uh, hackers doing things for the betterment of humanity or just because they're bored as hell. Another story that pertains to this too, which is a sort of a hack story, was um, it's about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was the former secretary of state and she had her personal email server hacked and classified emails, documents on her personal email server were released to the public or WikiLeaks, as I mentioned earlier. And some of these emails that were released to the public over time did actually have documents pertaining to and talking about the UFO phenomenon. And these were all published in, in public knowledge. So this, she was a secretary of state, excuse me, in, 19, in the 1990s, where um, she was asked by uh, Rockefeller about getting more evidence about the UFO files, if, they, if she's able to release any more additional documents to them so that they can get more research, etc. Um, but essentially, at the end of this hack, over 30,000 emails and attachments were leaked. Now... I know anyone in the U.S. or knows about the U.S. government security that they're very adamant on using government-owned domain servers, email servers, etc., where, um, unfortunately, she used her own servers, stored at, at her own home, managed lackluster or not by certain people who didn't do a great enough job at securing her, her, her uh, emails. But besides who's at fault... Really, it comes down to the acceptance, as you will, when it comes to releasing sensitive top secret documents. Now, the the higher ups, the big brass, as you will, or, or the uh, 1%, as some people call them, they may not want us to know this information. They only allow certain pertinent information down the pipeline, down the big ether pipeline, and only allow a little smidge of information out to us. And they're keeping all the, the spoils themselves. And yes, in, in some regards, you know, a lot of uh, the hackers out there, people who are, are very intelligent and, or, or not, or just got lucky in, in Gary's sense. But some very intelligent hackers, people who know how to manipulate systems, will continue to circumvent security protocols, even though in 2021, in late 2021, given the stance we're in, in terms of a cybersecurity posture, the importance of making sure you have a damn password on your your accounts, these sort of things we've learned over the last, say, 21 years, 
and there, this is still ongoing. So this is a really interesting topic to talk about. I have been fascinated with the UFO phenomenon for many, many years, and I've seen quite questionable things in the skies as well where I live. But the, the, the truth is indeed out there. The truth is indeed in hacked Pentagon servers and also hacked former Secretary of State's personal email servers. So any government body listening to this podcast, you need to make sure you do your homework, ask the right people to secure your systems, and make sure you encrypt. Very important, first and foremost. Basics 101 cybersecurity. I won't get into details in this particular podcast, but when it comes down to the basics, we all can take a lesson from here. We all may not be hiding the latest big gray alien in our backyard. We may also not be really caring too much about it at all. But the truth be told is that government agencies, corporate uh, corporate institutions, personal people alike, we all have a right to privacy. We all have a right to secrecy. And when it comes down to things as fringe and sci-fi as the UFO phenomenon, which has been hotly debated for many, many, many years, if they exist or not, um, the the what I always say, the proof's in the pudding. And as much as you would disagree or agree with some of the methods that these hackers have taken into compromising um, our country's data centers and servers and stuff like that, it has a trade-off for sure. We have um, in the Western world a lot of enemies and, and a lot of enemies who are trying to take advantage of some of those lax controls that are in place in our government organizations, in our corporations and small businesses and medium businesses and large businesses alike. There are a lot of ways where our, our, our um, enemies outside our borders or even inside our borders are looking at ways to exploit us, looking at ways to break open that I want to say honeypot, wrong term to use, but they want to, they want to break open that honeypot and just enjoy this sweet nectar of success when they're able to get into that data center and that, or that data trove and be able to leak that for money or for um, politicizing something or for embarrassment, etc. So this isn't just about aliens or UFOs. What this really is about is ensuring that Whatever you do out there in the digital landscape, whatever you whatever you say, whatever you think, whatever you post, that you're taking into consideration that a lot of the stuff is accessible by a lot of people all over the world. I think we sometimes get a little blindsided as to the extent of accessibility that other people have to our resources the second we connect a mobile device, um, a computer, Internet of Things device to the Internet. That is not just simply some little isolated jar that you can be content with, but you need to understand this is a big universe and we're all interconnected. Yes, there's some governments who try to put up certain firewalls to stop certain access, etc. Fair. But in the grand scheme of things, you're going to have people who want to access your data and people who are trying to take it. And this is sort of to say it's not always about the UFO. It's not always about the next big story. It's about what is ethical, what is not ethical, what is good, and what is bad. And from whatever I present to you today, 
you can understand very well that we are in a gray area. When it comes to these sort of things with government secrets, keeping free energy or the big gray aliens from the, the public eye, is hacking necessarily a good thing or bad thing? This has been hotly contested in the community for many, many years. But the truth be told that it's not always about money. It's not always about getting fame or karma, wherever you want to sort of string this. But at the end of the day, is the truth still out there? Thank you for listening to this latest podcast of Darnley Cyber Cafe. I'm your host, Darlene. Keep looking up to the stars because you'll be surprised what you can see when we take our heads away from our computer screens. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care.